Hello, and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson, and I'm the founder of Core Women, and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Anissa Felix. She has made her career on Broadway with shows such as Summer the Donna Summer Musical, Sunset Boulevard, starring Glenn Close, and Motown the Musical. She owes much of her success in this male-dominated industry to a number of women mentors who have lifted her up and supported her through her journey. Let's get right into talking about your journey, Anissa, and welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's talk about when your journey began and when was it that you first knew you wanted to be an actor? Well, I was incredibly fortunate to be exposed to theater from a very young age. Uh, I saw my first Broadway show when I was eight, and uh, I was already doing dance class, and my sister was in dance as well, so we were kind of immersed in it. And my parents took me uh, to New York to go see Fosse, which was a, bro- a dance review, a Bob Fosse dance review on Broadway. And I went in kicking and screaming because I was complaining. I said, there's no costumes in the show. Everybody's just wearing black leotards. I don't want to see this. And, um, and then I left with the poster, the VHS, the CD. <laughs> I was singing. <laughs> I and I remember I was asking I asked my dad I said I said is this is this like a job do people is this all they do they just dance and he goes yeah this is their career and I said oh my gosh I want to do that so from a young age yeah yeah at a young age so what what now inspires you as an actor what inspires me um really great stories well written stories um stories that I think anybody could, could connect to, um, but, but that are highly personal. And uh, when I see my friends perform, you know, I sit and I watch them and, and it, watching, watching them perform in roles that it seems as if they were born to play. I am so inspired by that. Wow. Um, probably really yeah. engrossed in what you're watching. Yes. I love Yes. That. So, mm-hmm. In my introduction, some of the information, of course, I gathered from your bio, and you did say that it was a male-dominated industry. So who Mm -hmm. have some of your mentors been, and how have they encouraged and inspired you as a woman to really go for your goals and achieve your dream? Well, I, I have kind of a very odd story into how I got connected to all these incredible women in New York. Um, when I first graduated from college, I went to the University of Mary Washington. I graduated in 2013 and I came straight to New York um, right after. And I was looking for like a day job. So I went on Craigslist and I found this woman who in Brooklyn who needed somebody to be like a personal assistant slash housekeeper kind of job. And so I sent my, I emailed her, I met with her. She's like, great, the job is yours. 
And then like a little while later, she was like, so why are you here in New York? And I said, well, I'm an actor. I want to be an actor. She, she says, oh, that's so funny because I'm an actor. And I was like, oh. And she goes, let me introduce you to a few people. So her name is Annalise Jensen, and she is a musical theater actor. And she really showed me the ropes. She, like, got me set up. She, like, looked at my audition book. And she, she guided me from my first real steps um, into getting into the career, helping me with auditions. Um, and she actually introduced me to this woman named Jen Waldman, who is a director and teacher. And she runs a studio called the Jen Waldman Studio. And it's an acting studio, but it also includes like wellness and creating goals and, you know, just being like a holistic person yeah. and a, a, so as cool. an artist. What a different mm-hmm. way of approaching acting and really integrating wellness and strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, our jobs, our jobs are about um, being vulnerable, and we have to show people our, our innermost feelings, and we have to be um, balanced enough emotionally, mentally, um, so that we can do our best work. And sometimes it feels like you're kind of out in the stratosphere, and you're kind of alone. So there are people like Jen Waldman who have created safe spaces for artists and actors so that they can they can uh, align themselves and they can fill their fill their their inner life up so that they can be strong enough to tell a really great story on stage or on camera or to create. So I met with her and I actually I started babysitting for her. Okay. And she knew that I I was an actor but she you know she works with a lot of actors and she had a lot of her her students babysit for her and one day uh, she put out a breakdown for Little Shop of Horrors the musical um and Annalise my first mentor said you know what Anissa you should really submit for that so I said okay so I submitted for it and I went into the audition and Jen walked in she goes oh okay hi I didn't know you were coming in but let's hear you sing and this is after I've been working with her for about six months or so and I started singing she goes oh my gosh the nanny can sing I was like yes I can <laughs> so like, she's like you know you you're it you you have it this is yours you deserve it and and uh I went into callbacks and I like I was the only one that was off book and prepared and had worked on the material and from there, she just really took me under her wing. Um, so I worked with, with her on that show. And that was my first big uh, um, show uh, out of college. Nice. Um, and then, I, so I continued to babysit for her. And then um, she had asked, she said that a friend of hers was looking for a, a receptionist job, um, to fill a receptionist job would I be interested? So I sent out my info um, and I got the job. So I was working in this office and it was an editing office for big films. Um, And I was a receptionist and I would go around and, you know, fix the, fix the room and make it look pretty and answer calls. And it was a nice, it was a really nice um, day job. Um, The owner of the company uh, his wife would call in occasionally. And so she would call and I would talk to her and, you know, she, she was just a great woman to talk to. And she goes, so 
one day she called and she says, oh, I heard you're, you're an actor, right? And I said, yeah. And she says, well, what have you done? And I said, well, I just made it a final callback for a show. She says, oh, okay. Um, well, I'd like for you to babysit for me. And, you know, I can help you out with your career. So I'm babysitting for her. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's getting to know these, these women on a very personal basis. Right. Um, and her name is Shelly Williams. She, who I will find out later, is probably one of the smartest, uh, most, most just, I, I don't even know how to describe her aside from one of the smartest people you'll ever meet. And she's so kind and she is, she Aww, took awesome. me under her wing. Um, so she would, you know, I would babysit for her and everything like that. And one day she goes, Anissa, I need you to come in tomorrow to audition for Motown the Musical. And come to find out, she is the associate director for Motown the Musical. Oh my goodness. How awesome. For the national tour. So she <laughs> calls me in on a Wednesday. I audition on that Thursday. I have callbacks on a Friday, Saturday, uh, Friday night. She calls me and says, I booked it. Saturday, my parents come, pack up all my stuff. And on Monday, I am out on tour for Motown the Musical, the wow. first national tour. And from there, I mean, that, that was just my ticket. That was my, my, you know, big break essentially. And she lifted me up and, you know, she took care of me. She took me under her wing. That job is what was the catalyst for every other job that I've booked so far. And so these women have, they have gotten to know I've gotten to know them on a personal level and they've trusted me with taking care of their children and taking care of their homes and so they you know they took a chance on me they didn't even know if I could even perform they just knew that you know I I cared about them and and that they cared about me and they wanted to help and it's my story is like not common at all nobody has like nobody I've heard of has had a story like this but all of these women have really invested in me right and you know on a, not just in my career but on a personal level and they've invested in me and it's just so I'm so honored well and you I'm know so honored and they believe in you mm-hmm. and and what's nice I've I've gotten to meet you and you're just a kind sweet authentic person mm-hmm. and so when people interact with you I think it's easier to get to know people sometimes who are open to embracing others so it's like Mm -hmm. wow so it makes for strong relationships it makes for opening up networks so it makes for real relationships Mm -hmm. and I think, think these people have saw that in you and you were willing to say yeah I will take that receptionist job, I will absolutely babysit for you. I will, you know, regard without even knowing who they were. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So yeah. With that said, it's like you put your out yourself out there first before ever thinking, oh, this is what I potentially could get from them. And I think they knew that. That's true. You know, when you put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't have any excuse not to, and it feels like luck, but also it's these women who are established, and a lot of them have told me that they see a little bit of themselves 
in me. And that is something that I have been trying to pay it forward because now I do, I kind of mentor and, you know, I kind of look over there are a few young actors and actresses that uh, reach, have reached out to me and I've been helping them. And I think that mentorship is something that um, a lot of people don't necessarily, I don't know if they don't relate to it or they don't, or they're too afraid to reach out, but it's something that is, it feels like my, my superpower. It feels like I'm able to find people to learn from and, people gravitate to me because they'd like to learn from me. So it's like a passing down of this knowledge right. that I find is really, really important. And to find mentors is super important. A- absolutely. I firmly agree with you completely. As a matter of fact, I act as a mentor to many people. I've been to University of Mary Washington, where mm-hmm. you know I set up during career fair times a booth where I look for interns so I can mentor students to learn practical skills. So when they get out in the world, they don't feel so so vulnerable or so green, or they don't think that they have a purpose that it gives them a purpose. Mm-hmm. It gives them focus. It gives them a direction. It gives them some practical skills to use out in community. And hopefully Mm -hmm. I'm also modeling where they will mentor as well. They will have, you know, a mentee and do the same because I think it's an exchange of learning opportunity. I don't think that they just learn from me. I learn from them as well. So it's such a win-win, right? And I love, I love that you give back to community. So I'm kind of going to go off script and go back a little bit, but what was Mm -hmm. that? feeling like when you got the job in Motown the musical what what how did you feel I think it was it was shock because I didn't expect to to book it and because it happened so quickly um it was it was it didn't really sink in uh until I got I joined the tour and also uh, I, I joined the tour as a swing. So somebody that would cover all of the roles just in case somebody couldn't go on. Yes. So I was so focused on the work that it wasn't until actually a few weeks later when I was able to sit and appreciate what the job was. It right. felt, it, I mean, it was a huge stepping stone for me. So I wasn't able to even, you know, sit and, and have it sink in until many weeks later and um it, i mean it's it's like you know when you see the when you see the kids on american idol and they're jumping around and they make right. the next round that's really what it feels like you know it, right. it was it was really emotional oh i'm sure and i was very young too it didn't take very long you know for me to book this some people struggle their entire lives to even you know get in the room right. and for this incredible step in my career to happen so soon is, is really what, you know, what blew me away. I right. I mean, it was like you went to the, in, you know, the audition. And then from there, mm-hmm. it was like callback and there. And then all of a sudden you're on tour, like five days later, it seems like, you know, or maybe yeah. it's like it went so fast. And that yeah. is amazing. So now I'm going to ask you a different question about, can you identify a significant challenge you've had as a female 
and actor and how you've overcome it? I think that in the past five years or so, I have noticed a little bit of a shift in terms of the rooms are, are becoming more female and oh. more uh, people of color, which is something that is, I think, still kind of recent. Um, I, I personally, I, I definitely feel, um, I've had experiences before where I was in a room surrounded by men and, and I was made to feel uh, less than or made to feel like I didn't have a voice. And I felt like, yeah, there was, there was a time um, where I, I was taken advantage of. And um, luckily I was able to report it. Um, mm-hmm. And that definitely brought, you know, the behavior to mind, the, the, the person who, who was treating me in a way that was not positive, definitely right. brought it to mind. Um, but, but I have been fortunate enough not to have had anything that, that it was, it would scar me. Um, but I know lots of women that, that have had horrible, horrible experiences, um, with men in the room. Um, I have been fortunate enough not to have been a victim of any of those things. Um, I, I do think that my, what I tend to see is not just being a, a woman, but also being a woman of color. I, um, again, in the past few years, I've noticed a bit of a change, um, with casting and, you know, how they're allowing, they, they're, they're wanting to see women of color for certain roles that we wouldn't have been able to be seen for before. Um, I remember there were auditions that I never used to go to because, um, you know, I was under the impression that they only wanted, you know, a white woman for the role. And right. now I'm getting cold things that I would have never gone in for. And I'm kind of surprised by it. Um, and I'm starting to see, like, uh, my friend Brittany, uh, Brittany Johnson, just made her debut in Wicked the Musical. And she was the first Black Glenda. And Fantastic. she... She, I mean, it was, it was a momentous occasion and she is an incredible performer. And, um, you know, the show has been open for 15 years and it took 15 years for there to be a black Glenda. And it, 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 and the fact that my friend got to do it and I, you know, I got to see her audition for the role and she's like, I, I don't know if they're going to, you know, they're going to cast me for this, but, and I was like, but you're perfect for it. Why the heck wouldn't they, you know? So, and then, you know, and she broke this barrier and things are starting to change a little bit in my industry. And that was just like a great sign. But 15 years ago, that would have never happened. Right. Even like seven years ago, that would have never happened. Right. So, so the challenges are there. Um, I, I just tend to notice it from a racial standpoint because that is the thing that is most, I think, apparent um, in my my industry. Uh, but that's changing, I think. Right, and you know, there have been a lot of there has been a lot of movement in mm-hmm. relation to women getting more of a platform, and it's just mm-hmm. been in the last five years. But then you talk about women of color really having to break some barriers here and yet barriers have been broken and people have cleared the way for many of us and mm-hmm. yet still more 
needs to be done, which leads me to my next question. How have you, or if you were to mentor women of color, what would you tell them? Like, how would you support them in community and in this industry? Well, I, there, I actually have a few girls that have reached out to me, believe it or not, on Instagram, which I think is a really oh, great tool. And absolutely. I think it's super brave. The people that do reach out and I, I, I talk at, um, at, uh, uh, talkbacks and I, I work with the American theater wing and every year I speak to the students and I tell them to reach out. And those that do are the ones that I think are, are really going to make it because they're proactive right. and they're brave. Um, because for a lot of people, it's scary to reach out. Um, Absolutely. so yeah. So those kids that do, I already count them as being brave. And those are the ones that are really going to make a big wave, I think, in the, in the business. But I, I tell them, first and foremost, I said, have all your tools ready. Send me your headshots. Send me your resume. Let me look it through. Let me edit it. Let me format it for you. You know, do you have these resources? Who are you in class? Um, and then after we get all of that out of the way, you know, after we get the fact that I'm sure you can do the work, so you do the work. But then it's about are you comfortable in your skin? Are you comfortable with yourself? You know, there are so many outside factors in this, in this industry that we have no control over. And at the end of the day, we, our bodies, ourselves are, you know, we are our product. We are our tool set. You know, our bodies are our livelihood, essentially. So we have to be, we have to make peace with that. And a lot of the questions I get aside from like, are my headshots good or is, is my website good? It's, am I good enough? And right. I think that is the biggest thing that I still work on today. But I'm telling my mentees, you have to be okay with you. And when you walk into a room, especially in, in the audition room or any kind of room really, but you have to be 100% okay with you because any little any little doubt that you have, it's going to be magnified, especially when we are, are our own product. So we have to be okay with the product that we're selling, essentially. Absolutely. Um, and that, that takes work. That could take years. Some people don't even, don't have, don't even get, to, um, get to a point in their lives when, they're, when they feel self-actualized or self-realized. A lot of people don't even get there. Right. And so, you know, as we have to do the work on ourselves so that we can be happy with ourselves. And that, that'll change. One day you'll feel great about yourself and the next day probably not, you know? So you have to do, I, I teach them that it's important to be okay with you first. Right. And, and I say that, wonderful. yeah. And I say that and, you know, I have my, my bad days too. Um, but that's, I think, one of the most important things you can do. Right. And I, I agree with that. And it takes a lot of work. And I like the fact that you, you mentioned self-actualization because we actualize throughout our lives. And so mm -hmm. it does take time. And many of those issues or baggage is developed over time. So it's going to take mm -hmm. time to undo what was taught, learned, what you received, what you heard to really feel okay with who you are and then be in an industry that's constantly judging you because that mm -hmm. is what happens in acting. You go up for an audition and they're judging you. 
you go in mm -hmm. for a vocal lesson perhaps and it's not so much that they're judging you but they're analyzing how you can sing so i mean it's mm -hmm. a constant of being out there putting yourself out there and really sometimes having to have some thicker skin as well yes that's definitely important and knowing too that it's really not you're not in control of anything and oftentimes it's not even about you right it's about can you tell the story in the way that they have it in mind? Because there are a million ways to tell one story, but it's a matter of, are you just a good fit? And it doesn't matter. Are you good? Cause yeah, you are good. If you've made it this far, chances are you're good. It's, are you a, a, the right fit for this story right. that we're trying to tell? So it, you know, it's, it's just being, you have to be okay with yourself. You right. have to be, Com comfortable with your skill set and you have to know like what you bring to the table I right think. and mm -hmm. I think that um, what you just said about are you the right fit so not so no matter what's your age what's your color what's your your gender what you, if you're a good fit because of what they're envisioning then you're the fit mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and it's how your skills come across as being a good fit and how you tell the story. So I think that's really a great way of kind of teaching people too, because then it gets them out of their own heads and saying, wow, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I'm so this, it's about me. and thinking it's totally about them when in actuality, it's not. It's about the vision of that person assessing mm -hmm. your performance, assessing not just who you are, but what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, which is so yeah, and I think too, especially with us, you know, the the best way to get rid of that doubt um, and to get rid of the you know wondering, oh, does this person think I'm good enough? Is that when you walk into the room, you focus on the work, right? And I think that's that can transcend any um, any industry. When you're going in and you, if your work is good, the work will speak for itself, and somebody will see you eventually, you know. I fully agree. So, you know, you've mentioned so many great words of wisdom. My last question was actually going to be, and it always mm -hmm. is with my featured guests, is what are your words of wisdom for the listeners today? If you could pick one thing that you want to tell the listeners today that's just one of the most important pieces of information you can give them, what would that be? I think it would be the thing that I will always have to return to is that you are enough. And you have to say, I am enough. And you have to really do the work to get to a point where you believe it. Um, there are so many outside forces telling you that you are not enough. Oftentimes when, some, when, when a force is telling you that you're not enough, it's so that they can sell something to you. And you, you really have to do the work on yourself and find value from the inside. Um, don't find value from the outside because that is, that is inconsistent. And that could, that could fall up, it could fall down. So you have to do the work to really be self-compassionate, uh, to be gentler on yourself, um, to be honest with yourself. Um, but at the end of the day, when you do all that work, you'll realize that you yourself are enough. And I think that's where, that's where all the goodness comes from. Absolutely. And thank you for those wonderful words of wisdom. And thank you so much for being on the Core Women podcast, Anissa. 
Thank you so much for having me. If you'd like to learn more about Anissa Felix, please go to her website at anissafelix.com and follow her on Facebook and Instagram. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women Home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together. 